Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. On today's episode, good Swedish friend Patrick Bexel joins the show to discuss one Otto Stenberg. So we talk about Stenberg, his strengths, his weaknesses, um, kind of why he feels like a low ceiling, high floor type of player, kind of a glue guy. Uh, so we talk about him. At the end, we talk about some Leo Carlson. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. You can follow along or subscribe for free wherever you get podcasts, and of course, you can watch this bad boy on YouTube as well, where the episodes uh, kind of come out first. So, um, sorry about the change of plans. This is originally supposed to drop on Tuesday, but wanted to do the trade deadline or the trade talk, really kind of dive into that, made it two parts. So that's all Tuesday. So um, you want to give Patrick his time to shine, uh, you know, so especially having to set up things with him being in Sweden. But uh, fun conversation with uh, Patrick as we talk about Otto uh, Stenberg and why, you know, kind of feels like a very, very safe pick because um, you know he's going to be an NHL caliber player, but maybe not as high of a ceiling as some of the other guys in that uh, range. So before we get into it with Patrick, do want to let you know today's episode is brought to you guys by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. We've all been there. <laughs> all right, <clears throat> and now we bring in Patrick Bexel of the revamped Eyes on the Prize 2.0. Uh, Patrick, how's it going, buddy? Nah, we're fine. We're fine in that way. And uh, yeah, I had some garden work yesterday, so my body is sore, like I played a hockey game. <laughs> That's what happens when you get older, buddy. It's everything is everything gets sore quicker, and it, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm there too. I mean, we went to Zion, and it took me like three days to feel normal again, and that was like a little like half mile hike up the hill. So, yeah, I, I feel you there. So, someone who's who's not uh, dealing with the issues we are. One Otto Stenberg, um, young, seventeen year old. You know, he he has the the world in front of him when it at least when it comes to peak physical condition. So um, Otto Stenberg forward played for, for Lunda, um, 5'11", 181 pounds. In the SHL this year, played 23 games, did have a goal, two assists, and 10 shots on goal. Um, in his junior, like under, he way more, way more points. Again, a 17-year-old playing um, in the SHL is something to be commended. So let's start with with. The big question: Why is 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 Otto Stenberg such an intriguing prospect? I think it comes down to to a lot of different things because sometimes I feel he's the jack of all trades, but king of none. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would say, you know, hockey sense is 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 there. I mean, like that's excellent. This is he obviously plays for Frontland, as you mentioned, and. Um, this is something that is high up on uh, Roger Runberg's, the coach in front of, uh, uh, on his 
agenda when it comes to picking up players, you know. So I think the that that way it's it's a lot a lot hinges on that. Can you adapt to the pro uh, system? Can you adapt to the system in the in the in the pro te- pro team? Can you adapt to playing against men, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? And and uh, so hockey sense is there. It's it's definitely there. The other thing is because I have some uh, contacts with the under 18 teams obviously because it's Frölunda and it's <laughs> next doors um <coughs> excuse me uh is that i think that or i've gotten the impression from from a couple of them that he is a leader of the ice and 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 that is also something that a lot of gms would look into and 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 understand and he is a good guy in the locker room. He's a leader in the locker room. He's a leader on the ice, and and I think that makes him stand out, even if the others uh, things that he has, the qualities that he has, they are really really good, but they're not excellent. Mm-hmm. But those two lifts him up to that you know first round area where he's about to go. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's you mentioned he's leader. He's the captain of the U18 team that's playing uh, right now as we're speaking. Um, you know, and, and we know that stuff is catnip to GMs, right? Uh, that like just you want to bring a good guy into the locker room. You don't want to have a problem child. He, he seems like a guy like that. So you mentioned he's kind of a master or jack of all trades, master of none. Um, you know, you talk about his hockey IQ kind of being his big thing. What about physically? I mean. You know what type of skater is he? Like what what type of player would the Sharks be getting if they drafted him? You know, end of the first, beginning of the second round. I think that when you when you look at Otto Sternberg, you, you got to realize this is a guy you leave for another couple of games in in uh, in in Europe or a mm-hmm. couple of the seasons in Europe. Um, it's uh, he he needs to develop. Yep. He needs to find his uh, footing. First and foremost, even if you take him in the first round and you can bring him over to the AHL, I think it's a very smart move to to let him stay in Frelandadi. You have the under eight. Well, he can play in the under 18s, but he can play in the under 20s and he can play in the senior team in the pro level. Uh, and and those are interchangeable. You don't need to move cities. You don't need to move towns. You don't need to 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 do that. You don't have to. Okay, when we move you down, we can't move you up. You can move up and down as many times as you want. So I think that is a beneficial thing to do. Uh, but he's really good on the on on the skates. Uh, he 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 is a little. I mean, like his shot is really good. Um, mm-hmm. It's fast. It's accurate. It's a wrist shot. The slap shot is a little bit. How do you say? It's it's not hidden, <laughs> so it's out there. <laughs> it's announced. Um, and and I think that really hurts him in that regard, especially on the power play. You know, you want someone with a fast release, with a with with a strong um, slap shot. But but you know, a wrister would do its 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 good thing as well. Um, one of the guys I spoke with, he said he's not a great passer, at least not to me. But it might have to do with I'm on the bench when he plays. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it seems to be a good group of, of under 18s in front of that least. But yeah, when you can make jokes like that, and, and, and it also shows, I think, that the leadership qualities again, that, that he, he allows others to make fun of him. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's really, really good. He's really, as you've seen in the under 18s, people have, 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 have uh, who has watched it, he's great with the puck. Uh, 
He has the vision. He has the hockey IQ. He can analyze the game. He can pass. He can shoot. He can deke. Uh, it's it's all in there. Uh, his weakness, if we move on to that, is is probably you know like uh, he's not as good without a puck. Okay. He's he's. I wouldn't say bad, but he's he's not as good in finding those open spaces. He wanna he wanna deliver the puck to the open spaces instead. So so to search for them maybe or or, or in that regard, I think it's something that comes as well. Yeah. I've I've only watched him in SHL and I haven't watched Frontline as much this year because obviously we have the goalie, the second goalie in Frontline is, is drafted by Montreal for Gao. But um, obviously, Adam Engstrom in in Rugnas had a standout season, and he's he was driving in the third round. And yeah, there's a lot of teams that is going to be a little bit upset that they didn't take him in any of the previous rounds. <laughs> uh, but but um, yeah, I mean, he played on average 17 minutes. He got a little bit more in the uh, seven minutes. He got a little bit more in 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 the playoffs actually because Rugnas was uh, down a couple of men and and. Uh, Roger Andre is never afraid to put the juniors out there, so so that was good. Um, I think he will adjust from this. Good, it's a very good development club, especially for forwards, especially for smart forwards. So I think that is also something that you would put under the strength. All right, guys. Before we continue talking about uh, Otto Stenberg, and then we talk some Neil Carlson at the end. I do need to take a quick break. I'll uh, let you guys know about our friends over at Game Time. Right now, summertime is the perfect time to start, you know, going out and going to events again. Um, and, you know, how annoying buying tickets can be. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets. And their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have Especially right now, we have Warriors basketball playoffs. You know, you got Giants back in action. Um, plenty of concerts going on this summer. Uh, game time is the place, especially for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will create We'll credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you even buy. That way you know what it's, the view is going to look like. Nothing worse than getting a bad view from your seats. So tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So it seems like he's going to be kind of that perfect glue guy on a line, right? Whereas like if you need someone who can kind of be like your buck transition guy, it sounds like he can do that. If you need someone to kind of, you know, just whatever you need, it feels like he can kind of be a, a perfectly good glue guy for a line. So um, is that kind of a, the, the perfect way to describe him? Yeah, I think, and and I haven't seen him enough in the under 18s or under 20s. That you know, question is, can he do it on the box play or penalty kill, as you guys say? Mm -hmm. uh, because that would make him uh, higher up in the pegging order. Yeah, yeah. 
um, it remains to be seen as something that he I, I would assume he will have to learn next year. Um, you want him there as well because he's shifty. He's he's skates again very very well. So you know it, it's smart to have him on on something where you can get a breakaway or or create some havoc and and, and in order to get that and just in one way to transition the puck out of the zone and get the others to to, to change. That is also important. Um, I would look for him to do that next year, mm-hmm. either in the under twenties or with Frontline the senior team. Um, I think that would be very beneficial for him. Also, maybe to quarterback the power play a little bit. Uh, I think th- those are the two things that you know mainly he needs to work on, uh, except for his physique, because obviously he's, as you say, what is he, one eighty and, and <laughs> yeah, and and the towel. <laughs> Uh, so, so you know, build up some muscles, and, and let's be honest, I Frölunda has one of the best off-season programs in 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 Sweden. So I'm quite he's sure that he, yeah. he's in good hands. And a lot of the NHL players come back and work with a physics guy, uh, or yeah, PA, personal trainer guy, in order to to be ready for next year's NHL. So I think it's 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 the, the progress is always going to be there, and you know it's good because. It will develop faster as well. Uh, Dalin said, "You know, who I spoken, I spoke with him. Was it two years ago uh, when he was home over summer, and and we looked at front of practice, and I said, do you miss it?' And he was like, not really. <laughs> but on the other hand, that that is what got me through and got me going to 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 never have to play an AHL game. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So all right. So let's talk about uh, Stenberg, kind of his ceiling. So I'm assuming kind of picture kind of." Tops out as, as a middle six guy, maybe a second line yeah. type of guy. Again, um, kind of whatever you need type of, of player. But mm. what do you think? Kind of the same thing, you know, maybe like a 40, 50 point guy if everything goes right for him. I think in some ways he's very short to make the NHL. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I think 40, 50 points is, is quite high. I think the ceiling is probably lower. Okay. Uh, and the question is what you do with that, you know, late first round pick or early second pick what do you go for someone that you know will make it or or someone that you has a lot of upside on one end and you might have to coach into the other end you know Mm -hmm. and and i think this is where you you look at which gm is going to pick it what do they feel comfortable with um in in a way, we come back to this: Are you in a retool, or are you in in a classic rebuild, or uh, are you or full are you, rebuild, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or or are you one of those teams that kept your first or second early second round pick in order to to be able to to pick a player that will have an impact maybe three years down the line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for the Sharks, like you're gonna you have pick number four right now, mm-hmm. probably Leah. We're Fingers crossed, Leo Carlson. Um, that, that's where I'm leaning right now. So I'm watching the Czechia Sweden game just so you guys know. <laughs> <Okay. I'm making. laughs> um, so and then you have a late second round pick or a late first round pick with the Devils pick, and then a, a second round your early, early high second. second round with your own yeah. pick. So like getting a guy like Stenberg, where it's like you know you're not hitting a home run with him, but you're getting a single, you're getting a double, you're getting on base type of player with him. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to be in the NHL in a couple of years. Um, that doesn't. That yeah, that feels like a solid draft, right? If you have Carlson, who you know is going to be amazing, you get Stenberg, 
and then maybe you can take a swing with a guy who falls a little bit with mm-hmm. your second pick uh with your second round pick there you that's that's a pretty solid start i think so yeah and and uh, you you might even do it the other way around we saw a little bit what montreal did last year mm-hmm. with having a late first round pick picking uh philip machar uh, maybe a little bit early maybe a little bit you know right where he should have been but the question was they were pretty cool in order to to keep owen beck on the table and you know we were all crazy about that and mm-hmm. um, for a few days or, or for a few hours <laughs> yeah. to the next day when we got owen beck anyway uh, but i think yeah you know in, in some ways you draft them also because you know you have full control because it is um wait did it go in No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and and I think the fact is that you you have con- total control because you draft him in the first round. You can bring him over to the AHL if you want to. Yep. And, yeah, and that's, we, uh, that's I think a, that was the an underlying yeah. thing with, again with the that the new SHL NHL agreement is you know if you draft a guy in the first round. Oh, it's been like that for a couple of years. Yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but but now I guess is is a more set in stone or whatever. But it feels like you know if you get a guy in the second round, like they the, the SHL team has full say on, on full stop of like no, we don't want to send him over type of situation, right? No, you can you can send him over. You can mm-hmm. still ask him to come over, uh, but you can only make the NHL team. So you can't you cannot the send AHL. him to the. You cannot kick him down to AHL or juniors if you wanted. But you can do that if he's drafted in the first round. So that might raise Leo Carlson's stock a little bit, that you want to have that control. On the other hand, with Leo Carlson, do you need that control? No. That, but that, Stenberg, that's... though, Stenberg is a yeah, perfect yeah. example of a guy who, you know, maybe you let him play for a couple of years, bring him over mm-hmm. when you want him to play in the AHL, get used to the North American ice, all that fun stuff, and then, you know, have him in your city if you need him type of situation right away. Uh, I said Leo point. Carlson because I've just written a draft profile about him as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, Leo Carlson will go. I, I, I quite soon he, assume he will go over uh, completely. But yeah, Stenberg is, is, do you need that? No, you can leave him in SHL. You don't have to rush him. And it's those top five pick you, you might want to go over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mishar was different. Again, going back to the Montreal situation, he didn't have a contract in Europe. So you could bring him over anyway. And and he wanted, I'm, I've got a couple of good sources that I know he wanted to play in Europe. And then he got sent to juniors. And, you know, he struggled with the with the transition to North American ice. And, and that's understandable. Also living alone and or living in a foreign country and stuff like that. And yep. that make it, we all come back to Pugliari in a way. You know? Uh, you take a guy top five, you bring him over, um, you, you want him to make the NHL team, you give him the chance to do that, or you put him in the AHL. What what the team should do in that regard, especially since Kekalainen actually passed on the Finnish guy, he must have had some knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and actually, we know that someone translated for him in the World Juniors just a couple of weeks before. Uh, uh, his English wasn't good. You leave him in Finland, give him an English teacher, say you study English for an extra hour every day. Yep. When you come over a year later, you're good. You're comfortable. You 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 make sure he also learns how to handle his internet banking and stuff like that, and and make sure that he knows how to handle money, knows how to set up a bank account, you know everything sorted out. And I think well, Otto is smart. So in that regard, I know his English is really good mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that, but. 
it could be beneficial to to have him play you know pro hockey where he's where he's comfortable where he's home as well yep. and as he's played you know he's been on the roster for 26 games in no 27 games in in, in shl already that's that's a strength even if Fronda struggled this year they finished sixth <laughs> in the league you know and and reached the uh, the, the chl semi-final um, we, we as fans have some kind sometimes quite high expectations on them all right um last question before we kind of shift into some other draft uh mm-hmm. talk so kind of so you his timeline rate you say three to four years probably somewhere in that range before he's mm-hmm. making an nhl impact um and then i kind of want to talk about him versus beastead right so the sharks drafted beastead at the mm-hmm. end of the first round last year 27th pick um probably going to be the same range how would you compare the two players so i know beast is much bigger guy um you know it was kind of thought as a bit of a reach uh when the sharks picked him at 27 but he had a really great season um this year in the shl i think world juniors a lot of kind of open a lot of eyes for for sharks fans in general um how would you kind of compare the two players i think yeah you, you mentioned beast is, is you know not one size bigger like but rather two <laughs> He's a little bit bigger. Uh, but I think also what is similar is, is their leadership qualities. I'll be honest with that. Uh, I think those are are paramount in, in this regard. Um, Beasted has a much better overall shot, uh, precision, projection, uh, and, and, and power. Uh, whereas I think, um, you know, um, how much I, I need to check it out. Yeah. So, 20 points, 45 games, you know, that's pretty decent. He was on an absolute atrocious team this year. <laughs> Let's be honest about that as well. Uh, they struggled for most of the season. They were in the in the relegation zone. So I'm very impressed with, with what he has done. And I think he... I think his transition into the North American game with the size, with everything, you you it's going to be much smoother. Mm-hmm. He's so much more projectable in that area. Uh, I think also... Uh, um, let's say they don't work out as centers. Oh, Sweden scored. Uh, was it Stenberg? <laughs> Please say it was. <laughs> but uh, it's it's when you go, you can move them to wing. But in one guy, you have a typical typical Swedish winger, one eighty five, works his ass off. You know, hockey yeah. IQ stuff like that. Uh, whereas in the other, you have it very good power forward that can substitute into to to center if you need it yeah i'm not sure that auto stanberg can be a center at nhl level okay makes sense uh yeah i mean you know just wanted to get your comparison because they're both kind yeah, of yeah. the same range <laughs> you know uh the sharks we know the sharks love them so some swedes having picked swedes in the past couple mm-hmm. drafts and with their first round picks and i think they're gonna be doing it's, it again this this year it's um, a bit smart i think because if you take from the pro leagues you already have a pro analysis it doesn't matter if it's finland or czechia or, or switzerland or, or slovakia or russia either you know you have data as a pro guy yeah, it, it may, you've seen them play against grown men. Like even if they're 17, 18 year old mm-hmm. kids playing against grown men, you've seen it uh, compared to you know like in juniors where they're playing against other kids their same age. And yeah, it makes sense, right? These guys are all professional athletes that you're playing against, so it's you can kind of see. Yes, this projects type of, of situation, yeah, and also they know what they need to do to get there. 
All right, thanks for making Locked On Sharks your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to be talking about David Quinn uh, as we continue Mike Career Week. I'm going to talk about the Sharks head coach that Mike Greer hired, his kind of personal pick to uh, take over for Bob Bugner. So we're going to be looking at how the Sharks are better and worse under David Quinn and kind of what we've learned from Quinn, especially compared to his Rangers days as well. So plenty of fun stuff to dive into. And then Friday, we're going to be looking at Mike Greer's first draft class um, and kind of looking at how those guys' first year went. So and, and of course, revisiting the trade down from uh, from 11 to 27 and how that has worked out for the Sharks. So plenty of stuff. Make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch this on YouTube as well. All right. Uh, wanted to ask. So brought up Leo Carlson earlier. Um, I think we're, we'll see that with the Sharks being the fourth pick right now heading into the draft. Um We've heard a lot of buzz, you know, uh, especially Bedard just being Bedard, right? And then mm-hmm. um, Ventilli had an amazing second half of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, Michkov had an amazing second half of his season. Leo Carlson had an amazing playoff. So give us a lowdown <laughs> on the on Leo Carlson's playoffs and like what kind of the back the second half of the season for Leo Carlson. I'll be honest, I, I don't have his numbers right in front of me, and I remember I need to check this because I'm going to put it in the article. So really good question. Um, I think he actually led his team in scoring in the playoffs. So he had, or, or he was up, up there, at least, if he was In 13 or... games, he had one goal, eight assists, nine points, uh, yeah. plus-minus of plus eight, if you're in a plus-minus. Yeah. which plus And minus. They, let's, yeah. you need to know, he played on the junior line. And in the semifinal, the junior line was... They, they carried Örebro. Absolutely carried them. Uh, it's on my Twitter feed. Uh, feel free to use it if you want to. Uh, is going to be in the Leo Carlson profile coming out as well. Um, he he makes this transitional play, and you know he comes. He has he's so big, mm-hmm. and he has that control and that reach and those hands, and he just crosses the zone into it, crosses the blue line into the zone and drops the pass. Most of us hasn't even realized that there is his forward partner is coming behind him <laughs> and it's a, it's a goal, you know, like he opens the lane, uh, good deke lifts it up over the backhand with the backhand. Really, really good. At least I think it was backhand, but, but yeah, this is the thing, his vision, his hockey IQ, it just stood out. He, he it's really funny because Rugla had a junior leading their team. Uh, had a junior or two juniors leading their team. It was, it, it was crazy when you think about it, like, and Fernando obviously played the junior line as well, and, and they were pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think it's it's all that that you know, giving these juniors the chance, even in the playoffs, and and he stepped up in a big way. I really think we we spoken on that, uh, this on 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 another podcast, and you asked, you know, skill wise, there is no chance that Fantelli or Carlson is at the same level as Mitchkov. Yeah, skill wise, there's other factors with Mitch Cobb, and, and yes, yes, I really my condolences to his whole family about what has happened. Uh, but but you know, skill wise, he's up there. The question is the Russian factor or, yes. or the Russian war factor. Um, but Leo Carlson, consolidation price, right? <laughs> That's one element, <laughs> and Fantilli is going to end up there as well, even if 
you know, Mitch Cobb might be the one that falls the furthest to fourth. Uh, he, he, at one point or another, you grab him because if he comes over in 25, 26, you, you're gonna, you know, who's gonna win the Calder that year. Yeah, he's just he's gonna step on the ice and he's gonna be like an eighty point. He's gonna be like a point yeah. per game player as soon as he steps and, on the ice. And, and yeah. then also, you have him on an entry level contract for three years, with obviously all bonuses kicking in. We know that, but yes, yeah, <laughs> just schedule those in. Yeah, but but so so you you get a full blown player, mm-hmm. fully capable, just going on. It's fine. It's it's not that. But Lee Carlson's season, it 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 took not one step forward, but two. He's not part of the under-18 team because he's with the men's national team at the moment. This is how good he is. And he was playing first-line center, wasn't he? I think, yeah. right? He was lined up as first-line center. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my bet is uh, knowing Sam Hallam, and, and who's the Swedish national team coach, he will make it into the national team. You don't bring in a junior for four games. You, you make sure to know which players he will work best with, and that's yeah. what you do. Uh, Really, really, I mean, like he showcased everything. Uh, he showcased his defensive acumen. He showcased his his uh, power forward acumen. There's been a lot of talk about him not being a center. He will be a center, but but you know, worse worse comes to worse. You put him on, you put him on <laughs> on the wing and have you know two great centers on the same line. Yep. Uh, I, I was mainly impressed with his vision first and foremost, finding players, finding space, finding players in space. But but then also I was very impressed with his defensive play at that level in the playoffs where it's physical, where it's dirty, mm-hmm. where it's gritty. Uh, really, those things that you might not value or, or see in the highlight reels, those were the ones that stood out. All right, we'll get you out of here. Last question. Uh, one, where does Otto Stenberg go in the draft? I'll say he goes in between 27 and 32. That would be right around where the Sharks are picking, <laughs> most likely. So, And then uh, finally, it's the last time I asked you, who's the best Bedard player in the draft uh, five years from now? And I believe you said Michkov. Um, I so- said super superstar. I think I said Bedard will be so good. Yes, I, I say the will non, have the highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, non Bedard factor because we all know Bedard is yeah. going to be amazing. So, um, yeah, but I think right. actually Mitchkov can challenge him in if if, mm. if, mm. if it comes to highlight reels. Highlight reels. Yeah, not 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 maybe the you know it will be Ovechkin versus uh, Crosby in a little bit. You know, you got the highlight like you got the slap shots, you got the the, the, the everything there on a winger that you want. With Mitch Cobb, you got everything in the center that you want with Bedard and more probably with Bedard. Yes. But, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So which guy five years from now are we talking about who is like a late first, late, uh, beginning of the second? Which guy are we talking about that's like, how did he end up here? Which Who's that going to be that guy for you? I'm not sure actually right now in that range, but I think one of the guys we will speak about that's going to be a steal of the draft is going to be Felix Nilsson playing for regular under 18s, under 20s, and men's team. Okay. I Where does he kind of project it right now? I think uh, McKean's is the highest, so he's in the second round now. Okay. But a lot of us are liking what we see. Um, uh, I know Elite Prospects guy, um, uh, Jimmy, is, really likes him. I know some of the Finnish guys for, for McKean's likes him. I know 
I know some of the Solar guys and McKean's obviously because I used to work there. Uh, likes him, I like him. Uh, it That's was... all that matters if Patrick likes him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I went to this game. Um, oh. Rugley was atrocious. Like, and, and Engstrom was obviously atrocious as well. Let's be honest about that. But with the one guy that stood out and probably had the best game of everyone, in, they, they went down 7-3, I think it was. Uh, and it was Felix Nelson, and he, he made his SHLW, I think. <laughs> and he was outstanding. I, I think this is the guy that you know you don't realize because he hasn't been featured. Mm. And that's the thing. I, I and, and then obviously Rugler being Rugler, they... they vacuum clean talent now and and succeeds with everything because the players there think they're good at they are good at development but they have that confidence that they are and they will actually just improve with that i think i think felix nelson he might fall into third again but yeah because he's not part is he i don't think he's part of the under 20 uh, under 18s now but you know he's one of those guys that you can a little bit like autumn angstrom a year later you go like how did he drop to the third? <laughs> all right. You said, oh, Patrick, where can the people find you? Well, you find me, as you said, yeah. Eyes on the Price point, 2.0. Uh, sometimes I'm a guest with you. Sometimes I'm a guest at uh, uh, the Blue Jackets. And yes, uh, Jay, Scott, yes. doesn't, uh, Scott doesn't like me. so uh, That's so, fair. You know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm never on 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 Montreal's <laughs> unlocked. Yeah, on Scott's too much of a coward. He's afraid you're just going to come in and take his job. So that's nah, why nah, no, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Him and Laura are doing an amazing job. So is Jay, and so are you. So I'm not going to say anything negative. I'm I'll so tell impressed. them in the group chat. So um, <laughs> I'm I'm so impressed with with you guys doing this every day and getting you know, uh, getting guests, getting subjects everything I'm, I'm super impressed I, I find it hard to do that two two times a week <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's we're getting to uh to, to, to crazy season now where you're trying to come up with with stuff so but yeah so patrick thank you so much for your time uh we'll talk to you again soon buddy uh enjoy enjoy under 18s thank you all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Patrick. Uh, always great to have Patrick on. He's the best, uh, you know, especially him watching Team Sweden during the game. So, uh, you know, I kept those in there just because I thought it was funny, him, his reactions. So, um, but Stenberg, I, I think, again, like I said, he feels like a very, very safe pick. Like, you know exactly what you're getting. Um, perfect kind of glue guy can be whatever you need him to be on uh, whatever lines if you need him to kind of you know, shoot if you need him to kind of be your fortune, whatever you need from Stenberg, he's going to, he has the hockey IQ to kind of do that. Um, again, not the highest of upsides. So be interesting to see if he's there with the Sharks too, especially if, you know, you get a Carlson or whoever you get with your first pick. Um, and then if you, you know, maybe you take a swing with the devil's pick on a guy with crazy upside. And then you pick Senberg who feels like, again, like, you know, exactly what you're getting in type of, of situation. So um, interesting prospect. We will see where he kind of lands. So uh, thank you guys for, for checking out locked on sharks. Um, if you're new to the draft stuff, we do at least one draft profile a week um, throughout, you know, from now until the draft and as we get close to the draft we'll start cranking out a couple more a week so um yeah you can follow the show on twitter facebook instagram at locked on sharks you can follow me on twitter at my fry hole uh, again thank you guys for making locked on sharks your first listen 
follow, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. If you're on Apple, please leave a review. Uh, it makes me feel good inside. So um, until tomorrow, bye, friends.